Well, hey, welcome to the podcast. Nice of you to have a listen. Nice of you to chuck us on. Yeah. It's a Father's Day edition. It is. And I might it's just Father's say, Day? happy Father's Day for tomorrow. To really? Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. My Both kids, no clue. They wouldn't know. Really? Nah. No and clue. I don't have any father or grandfather, no. so it's probably I reckon you get pretty spoiled, Brendo. I, yes, I do, yeah. They've made me some stuff at daycare. I know that. Um, I, they went out and got me. I got myself something that they're going to give me, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least you know you're going to like it. I know, yeah. How a new did they know scent. to buy a, a, a hammer drill? A new leather scent, courtesy I, of Hugo Boss. Thank <laughs> you. I actually feel sorry for dads, some dads, because... A lot of dads get socks and undies. Mm. I mean, you don't really want socks. They probably need them. And you open it up and you just, I, you know, I take my hat off and you're so happy about these socks and undies when really. Oh, yeah. That's just, why I've gone out and got myself a $200 fragrance. You, I'm sure you Bang, just prefer like a, a six pack and maybe a, a voucher, like to, a tab or something. Yes. A tab sports bet. Oh, or I'm so glad you didn't voucher. say Bunnings. I'd never yeah. use it. <laughs> no, like, no, no one needs another drill. Why did I say hammer drill? <laughs> hammer when drill. You, when like, you're getting aftershave. <laughs> You've known me for several months. <laughs> I'm not using a hammer drill again. Um, we didn't get much to uh, much time to talk about. Well, look, we covered a lot on the podcast, which you're about to hear. We didn't get time to uh, cover that Seagulls-Tigers game last night, probably because it was inconsequential to the season. Um, but not to Manly fans. I came in and, and our producer, Beck, is a big Manly fan. It was a romp. Uh, an absolute romp. Um, to the point like where they were name. gifting tries to milestones. Uh, yes, they, they, players. They, Cherry Evans ran over the try line, handed it to Jake <laughs> Trebojevic, who fell over and scored the try. Oh. And then they did it again. Uh, God. One of the replacement kids, I can't remember his name, he was playing, I think, his first or second first grade game. They handed him a try as well. That's a um, that's a tough watch for Tigers fans. A lot of work to do you in know the offseason. It was also um, Jake Trebojevic's um, 200th game, yeah. only the 18th play yeah. to do it. Yeah. No, he's, he's been a great player. And they all cheered him and, and, you know, wrestled him to the ground and, you know, they attacked him. Mm. But, uh, look, some of the tries, though, it was dropped ball over the line and called a try. There was forward passes, like literally forward out of the hand that then went another three metres forward mm. and was called a try. It, it, you know, it didn't make any difference to the result. But poor old Tigers. They never got a break. No, it's gotten your goat, hasn't it, this forward passing? Oh, I hate that. And what about what big congratulations to Belinda Sharp? Officiating, you made, she made officiating history as the first female to referee in the NRL. She did a pretty good job. She missed. She called a couple of tries she put. She probably should have sent upstairs. Mm-hmm. It would have been a bit of nerves, but, but. She did a pretty good job. All all refs. Yeah. Oh, 100%. No, make it's nothing mistakes. Yeah. yeah, but when she's on the big stage, you've got to yeah. you know, call yeah. it as you see it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, so. I'm not critical of her. I just think. They've got to send the Ford Pass upstairs. They will get it wrong because of the parallax error or whatever it is. Back onto it. But <laughs> Back they onto will get it. it right most of the time. Uh, and well done, right. Casey Badger, too. I think she's doing the Bulldogs game. Yes. Yes. So good on both of them. Very sharp referees. So hopefully uh, they can feature a bit more um, in the in the season proper next oh, year. Oh, definitely. Uh, we'd like that. This was strange. I sent this through the other night because I, well, I had to do some research into it because Suncorp Stadium, for some reason, <laughs> just sent this out apropos of I thought nothing. Um, this was before the uh, the game, uh, the Broncos and, and Storm the other night. We can't wait to celebrate skipper Thomas Flegler's last regular home game as a Bronco. While we have no problem with patrons raising a banana in <laughs> in honour of the former Tally Tiger, okay. we'd like to remind fans that throwing of the bananas is not permitted within the stadium. <laughs> why would that be? Well, they gave no context. That's the thing. It's like, give some context. Like, why will we have no problems with you bringing a banana into the grounds? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason for that is his family own a banana farm up yeah. in far north Queensland. But why can't they throw them on the ground other than it's it slippery. makes a mess? 
It's not a good look, no. I would have thought. You don't want to say it, do you? No, I don't. No, it has racist overtones. Huge also, racist overtones. Isn't it really slippery to slip on a banana peel? Yeah. Whoop. Well, yep. Dangerous. That's yep. if they can get them that far. It's hard to throw a banana peel. Yeah. Can't get it a long way. No, no it depends. No. You hold it at one end and you so, just give it a good flick. Why can't you just put your bananas out? Put your bananas out yeah. for, for Tom. Yeah, yeah, put it on your social yeah. media. Put your banana out for Tom. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. That needed context is what I'm saying, Suncorp yeah. Stadium. <laughs> you got to contextualise that because no one got it. Um, hey, before we move on, it was a big day for me yesterday too. I took oh, yeah. my kid to school for the oh, first time. Yeah. Second happiest day of your life. First? Uh, when they leave. Uh, school <laughs> yeah, that's because you're tight. <laughs> um what an experience. I know you've both experienced that before. It was my first. I took the day off because I was watching, watching the girls. Hang on. Is she start, why has she started school So it's now? a transition period. So yeah. they, they go just to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not in that way. Uh, she, she goes just to experience the first, yeah. uh, the, the last hour I did, of. I did a transition. Yeah, I did yeah, a yeah. transition. Yeah. My parents couldn't wait to get rid of me. So that they're more um, comfortable with the okay. with the surroundings so next, next year. So it wasn't real dropping to school? No, it was, but I was outside the classroom. So I'd leave her in the classroom for an hour and one of her friends intimidated the hell out of me though. This kid's five, right? <laughs> this kid is five and she was all over Lara when she got there. Uh, this kid has like several older siblings, so she's seen it all. Yeah. Um, and Lara's very demure and, and sweet and naive and stuff. And I just said to her, I was like, you know, I pinned a little name badge on. I was like, yeah, you can go play, but just stay under this area. Okay. Just stay under here. And they walked away. They thought I was out of earshot and, and it, the Lara's friends like, Oh, come on, come on. Pulling her by the arm. She's like, Oh yeah. But dad just said, I have to stay under here. And this kid shot me daggers. Like what a lame ass. Yeah. We want to go are. behind there and vape. Yeah. 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 Essentially. <laughs> essentially. And straight away, like all my parenting out the window, I was like, no, no, go, go, run amok. <laughs> go, please. Cause I didn't want to be the uncool dad. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, are you a bit of a late. helicopter parent? No, I'm not a helicopter on, parent. Come on. No, no, no. When I'm I not. went to school, no one came with me. I don't, hey, I don't mind This it. is transition. Uh, this is next transition. Yeah, well, that's when I went to school. <laughs> he yelled. <laughs> he never got past transition school. I'm happy, like my, uh, my mum and dad, helicopter sort of grandparents, like they don't want them to fall over or anything like that. More than happy for them to fall over. I push them over. My, I push them over. And some. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but no, I'm not a helicopter parent. So. Okay. But just a just a wonderful uh, parenting experience I thought I'd share with you. Lovely. Yeah, that's lovely. Yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. I do like that. Yeah. I, I had you, all that, but I can't remember it. You did. I'm seriously, mm. it, it fades. You did spend some time at Donut King yesterday. Yes. I love Donut King. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't? I never know what to get, though. I'm a huge, I love Banana. a hot cinnamon no. donut. Pineapple donut. Pineapple. Pineapple. Absolutely. Yeah, but oh. can you beat a hot cinnamon donut? Yes. Cinnamon scroll with a I pineapple yeah, donut. It's yeah, got a you, glaze Yeah, you warm it, it up a bit. The, the, the glaze is warm when you get it, and then you've got the cinnamon in there as well. Best oh. of both worlds. How do they get pineapple on the donut? So It's just got to be sugar and chemicals, hasn't a it? A few people message me. I love me. the balls. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But what about donuts? Okay. Um, so my, so my, so I had a few people message me because because Alyssa, my youngest, she can only see up to a certain point in the in the. Um, Evidently, so yeah. same with Candace. Yeah, yeah. So she just got a plain sort of donut, right? Yeah. And then Lara's a bit taller, so she can see everything on the rack. So she's like, I want this narwhal looking thing. And I was like. Yeah. Absolutely not. You both get the same thing because yeah. I get her the narwhal and she's like, oh, my donut sucks. Yeah. It's like, well, it still costs $900 for the one. Oh. Are we yeah. done now? She brought up the donuts. I love donuts. There's a donut shop while we're here. There's this donut shop out the front of Woolies. Yep. And they're supposed to be like the gluten-free type. Oh, they're so good. I can't go to Woolies without buying two 
or they come in four pack. So maybe four. I thought more this of, was a sports show. More of this goodness on the show, I, I'm sure you're wondering. Absolutely. Sam Wick from the Swans joining us. Uh, Bunny's open line as well. Oh, my God. We didn't even touch on that. In the oh, podcast stop. Opener. We touched enough on it on the, in the show. Um, this podcast opener is becoming a show. Bit of Bulldogs unrest. That's what they like. That's what the people Bulldogs like. Bulldogs unrest. That's a headline you hear every season. Oh, 100%. Bulldogs yeah, unrest. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we look forward to seeing the restful Bulldogs. <laughs> Headlines in seasons to come. Enjoy the show. Uh, asking for Souths fans, essentially, what's gone wrong? Because no one knows Souths better than a Souths fan. Uh, what have you seen? Obviously, they're not playing finals after being uh, top of the ladder, uh, I think, after yep. 12 rounds. Well, so Demetrio came out last night and said, um, when asked about the implosion, he just said that um, that state of origin period as the moment things started to go pear-shaped and that... Um, but that didn't answer why. Mm. No, and that, you know, it's basically all up to him. As the head coach, he's, you know, got to take it all on. It, it, it is it is the role of the coach. You just have to, you know, you got to wear all that. That's, yeah. You know? Well, he just said, I've got to have a deep look at how I handled the situation um, at the mid part, especially through the origin period and how we came out of it because they came out of it... Worse than any other club. As you said too, Campbell Graham, I mean, going into that Origin series, looked like the best centre in the yes. game. Um, hasn't yep. since. It, it's like, did that affect his confidence, do you think, not being well, picked? Well, we for, saw how it affected, I mean, different, but how it affected Nico Hines when he yeah. didn't perform um, in State of Origin, how he it affected him. lost his confidence. Him. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, look, they've got to look into it. Okay. Let's uh, ask you, one triple three five three. Uh, Matthew in Camden, you're a Souths fan, obviously. No, I'm a rooster for life. Sorry, so please don't tell uh, He's, he's infiltrated like the South Spina. Well, I'll, I'll also, say congratulations also, for last night. Thank you. Also a football lover, and it's great to see the cream rise into the top. Uh, yeah, if yeah, you hang look on. Look at no, we're not there. We probably will get knocked out first week. But if you look at the game last night, Cody Walker, all he wanted to do was wrestle all night, put guys in headlocks, play like a mug. He wants to stop watching MMA and start playing football like a footballer. <laughs> Okay, Cody, if you're listening. <laughs> now, I'm going to put that more eloquently. At the start of the year, what did I say about Cody Walker? What did you what say? What did you say? I say he's very temperamental and his temperament affects the game. By the middle of the year, you were saying, this guy's the best player in the NRL. But no, it's, it you is, were saying But it that. also right what makes him, <laughs> he's, he's very elusive the way he plays. He's very off the cusp sort of player. But I've, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hurting. Like I know you're South hurting. I think all of South uh, South it's supporters are glorious to watch. <laughs> glory, glory indeed. Uh, Mark from Sutherland, your thoughts? Hello, Brendo. Hello, Sir Richard, and hello, my my little rabbit mate, Candice. Hello, Candice. I am that angry this morning. Yeah, yeah, Methos. it hurts. Yeah, it does hurt, and I and I and I just I just don't understand after 11, 12 rounds, where on top of the tree, everyone's doing this. Everyone's doing their job. We're playing as a team. We're going through teams. Then it became origin time. Then after that, it was all lateral attack. It was all sideways. You know, yes. like you're setting mm. yourself up to get smashed, right? Now, I, I got a bit of mail. I'm not going to say where it come from, but Oof. I can tell you now. Um, don't like, don't, bit, don't no, defame not, anyone. No, I'm not. I'm not so rich. And I'm a bit smarter than the average mate. Good anyway, man. Good we'll, man. We'll decide but, that. <laughs> but go on, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but I know for a fact that there was rules for some and rules for others. There was. There was. There was. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, us against them. And also, I can tell you now, Sam Burgess will be the coach of South Sydney in two years' time. You've heard it. Oh, I'm, I'm telling okay. you now. You know okay. what? I re I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. I'm not saying that um, Dimitro's not doing the job right, but 
Um, Sounds like you are. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that I believe that I think Sam probably will come back and coach them as well after his stint over in the UK. Well, the difference is now there are eyes on Demetrio. You would have said round 12. There's not. No, he's got that job, no. you know, yes. for as long as he wants it. But now he's under scrutiny. Do you know what? I have some sympathy, empathy with the coach mm. because I think he was doing a great job. Something has changed yeah. and he may know what that is. So is it worth And if he's a good coach, he will have in his mind. He's not going to tell everybody. Well, look at Ponga. Well, look what he's done for Newcastle. He said that he was going to make – well, he made himself um, unavailable for, for Origin, the back end of Origin, mm. and look how good he's going for his club. So I wonder now if clubs are going to start putting pressure, particularly South, on those players not to play Origin. Yeah. No, I, I don't know that it's – I don't know that that's – I think that's a simple one that, that – that, Demetrio can put out there and say, oh, it's, it's, it's an origin issue. I, I reckon in the back of his mind, he will know exactly what went on there and he'll have a solution for it next year. I, I, think, he, I think he's potentially a very, very good coach. And I think he's a smart guy. And if he is a smart guy, he'll know. Yeah. That things happen, like I know as a racehorse trainer, I've got through preparations with horses and something's gone terribly amiss. The performance has gone. I know what that's about. Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to tell anybody, Yeah, but I know. But if he knew what it was about, then this has been going on for three months. They've hardly won a game since Origin. Yeah, it's been managed yeah, effectively. Yeah, it, it I don't know say. that you can turn that. You know, rugby league club's a big ship. It takes a while to turn it. That's the thing. It's time. Yep. Which is what the supporters don't want to hear because they, they want an immediate fix, but it does take time. Well, when you were leading the comp and then you miss out on the top eight. Yeah, that's no good. But a lot of success over the last few, what was it, four prelim finals in a row, something like that? Yeah, but that Sounds? doesn't, that doesn't yeah, but take he, away he, he, what's happened. The coach might not have worked it out until now. You know, he may look back and say, I know what it was now. You know, he may not have seen it happening at the time. Well, seriously, commiserations to Bunnies fans because it would hurt. Because my dad's a big fan as well of the Bunnies. And boy, did I get a text barrage last night. He has jump ship to the Panthers. But do you know what makes it worse (laughs) is that the Roosters beat us. Like that is like a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And didn't just beat you. Oh, Oh, they flogged you. you Oh, they flogged you. Gave you the business. Pulled your pants down. Gave you. Okay, I've got nothing. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. No fun for Bunnies fans uh, last night. No fun for Bulldogs fans for several years. Um, and it's compounded this week. A player from uh, the team reportedly walking out after being forced to wrestle, uh, wrestle a dozen teammates uh, because he arrived, uh, arrived late to training. Now, there's a mental health component with this, so uh, we're not going to make light of it. Uh, it was posed during the week, a question to Cameron Serraldo, the coach. Is there a culture problem at the club? This is what he had to say. Well, we've been losing. So clearly the culture is not exactly right. Um, you know, the, the system is only one part of, of the results on the weekend. The main part of the result is the culture. And that's something we've worked really hard on. We've probably uncovered a lot more to that culture um, and, and reasons for where we are, why we are where we are. And we'll continue to work hard at that. He also... Uh had a little offsider there in Willie Mason, who has somehow got himself a role there, mm. said uh, they're soft. I'll use rhyming slang here. Mm. Edgar Brits. <laughs> yeah. That's what they are. Mm. That's what Willie's called them. He says they're soft there at the Bulldogs. There is a – it feels like they're weeding them out. Weeding them out. Mm. Weeding out the softies. Mm. You've got to think, it's got to be hard for Serato. Went to, um, from back-to-back premiers, um, premierships at the Panthers as the assistant coach, now the bottom four at the Dogs. 
But the one thing that's been evident over the last few days since his story broke is how much he's got the backing of the players. Um, and he obviously is is very popular from, from what I've heard. Um, they don't have a bad word to say. He's more of a mate than a coach. And Reid Marnie actually reached out to the to player. We don't know the player's name because yeah. of mental um, health reasons. But he also said that there's more to the story. There's other stuff going on than than this, this one incident. There always is. They, whenever you see coming out of the, the media department of a rugby league club will not be the full story. I yes. reckon they're past masters at not telling the full story. Yeah. You've got to sort of take everything with a grain of salt. I always yeah. think so there's So for the people listening, listening that don't on. know, is this one player turned up late, apparently, and um, he then was had to wrestle up to 30 yeah. of the players. Well, 12. 12. It was a physical punishment for being late. There was apparently a mix-up with the times. No, 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 Walked no, out no, in the club. No, no. I, yeah, I, I, I'm just repeating I, what was said. So I know I, it was said, but I don't believe that. So hmm. apparently he usually arrives at 10 past 8 to get strapping and then would then start training at 8.30. Yeah. On this particular day, he didn't need strapping, yeah. so he didn't arrive until after 8.10. My track so work riders arrive late for track work, which is a very strict uh, routine and starts at a very strict time. The reasons for that are incredible. Mm. I've never heard so many and so ridiculously unlikely. So So, I don't believe anybody's reason. I'll ask you guys, do you have a problem with the fact that he had to wrestle other players? Because I personally... Don't think that that's that bad well, of a punishment. Well, if that's what's agreed upon, and if it was any other player that was late, I don't, I don't think that's an issue. And especially when you're a languishing club, yes. I, I don't have a problem with having standards. Just before all my track work riders walk <laughs> out, they are, it only happens once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not happening every but day. But do you have a problem with the fact that as a punishment he had to um, wrestle these players? If that's what he had to do, it's not something I would come up with. Um, but it's a physical sport. It's not like it's... Yeah, talking... I, it's not something I would come up with. I, I, I'm just more of It's a, like doing laps, though. That's I'm just right. more of it's a It's like the old school person. doing laps. I, I just come and, you know, put him in a room with me and character assassinate him. But that's... <laughs> they don't have a problem with fitness. They've got a problem with defence. Yes. So it's like, go and wrestle. Go and practice nah, your defence. I don't think yeah, that I don't, works. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Brendo. I don't think it's that bad of a punishment. And if they're trying to set standards and improve because... They need to improve, especially, like you said, in their defence. They've nearly let in 700 points. Yes. If you have to punish them to get them to turn up on time, you've already got a problem, and that's not going to fix it. Oh, I disagree with that. No, no, no. You need them to want to turn up on time, and that's a much more difficult thing to achieve. Okay. That's I a... think. All right. My opinion. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Huge for the Panthers, two-time premiership winning fullback Dylan Edwards recommitting to the Panthers for a further four years. That's estimated $3.6 million over four years, so that's about nine hundred dollars a season. He's left a bit of money on the table too by committing to the Panthers. Good on him. Yeah, he has. And apparently by the end of that contract, so at the end of that period, he would have played more games for the Panthers than anyone else in the history. You know what? I reckon, I reckon it's a smart move. And, and, and leaving, well, because you're a Panther supporter. Yeah, I'm telling but you. But leaving, leaving a bit of money on the table matters not because he knows his style of game fits that team. He's He plays really well in that environment. He doesn't know if he goes to a different environment that he'll quite fit the scene there. It's a risk. If it you is. asked Jareem Buller at the West Tigers, hey, do you want to be paid 900K to play fullback for Penrith? <laughs> you go, ah, uh, yep. <laughs> it's a different thing. No, it's not a no, different thing. No, no, it is a different thing because he is in the number one team 
and Jareem is not. So it's a different set of circumstances. I understand, but I'm just saying it's a great amount of money to be paid to be in a very successful team, one that you would argue is playing finals for a very long time to come. And he knows he's playing well in that environment. Uh, Speaking of the Panthers, they're going for the minor premiership this afternoon. Um, This isn't all just Panthers gear, by the way. Uh, I'm just reporting the facts. Sorry, can I just jump in? Absolutely Um, you can. Jump in, jump away. The Bulldogs have actually now cancelled Mad Monday to feed the homeless. Is this breaking? Yes. The Daily Telegraph reveals that Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs will forgo Mad Monday celebration and instead come together as a group to feed the homeless. They will have a quiet get-together later in the week. That's a good idea. Great idea. They shouldn't be celebrating the season they've had. They should see what people without a job like theirs are suffering. Mm-hmm. That'll do them more good than than anything else. Sounds like good coaching to Sorry me. Sorry to jump no, in, but I, I just thought that too. was important. To we love just breaking news on Dead Set To Legends. break some news, yeah. Thank you for breaking it. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, resident newsbreaker. Now, minor premiership. Penrith going uh, for it tonight against the Cowboys. They win that game. They win the minor premiership. Not enough importance placed on the minor premiership for mine. Well, the, minor, the, the whole minor premiership thing, it, it clearly doesn't work as well as it should because you've got teams resting players and losing and risking the minor premiership. Yeah, well, uh, the Broncos could, yeah, have, yeah. could have sewed it up. Well, Correct. I think it's the, the monetary value. I, if, if they win 200K? The minor, it's, which is a lot of money for, for everyone, right? But for a team um, and for a club. And for the Broncos. For a team like the Broncos, a premiership is, is far greater incentive. But that's than a, a than fun a party. Because that's it what is. it is. Two hundred. Otherwise, you're getting six thousand dollars each. How, the how do you 30. incentivize rugby league teams finishing further up the ladder? I know it's a vexed question, but how do you incentivize them to to finish further up the ladder? Because really, what does it matter? You mm. know, you finish down the bottom if you don't make the eight. Who cares? Well, I, I like mean, I'm cash. sure they do care somewhat. <gasps> oh, maybe, maybe you start the next season with a, with two points. Something to incentivize about that. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, because it's not like they have a draft, so it's they no. Need, yeah, no, I know. But what match saying. payments, you know, if winning winning match payments as the season goes on, they should get bigger and bigger. So by the time they get to the end of the season, they're desperate. To but win. Do they get match payments NRL players? I know Origin they do, but no, that would be all part of their their part central of the package. Contract. Well, well, if they don't, maybe match payments. Winning match finals. Yeah, oh, winning. Oh, winning match payments. I like that. Not just turning up. I like that. But you. winning. Um, back to the minor premiership perks. You've mentioned the money. You've you've missed the other five perks you get with the minor premiership. Oh, yeah? Which I like, okay? It's all to do really with grand final day. Uh, choice of grand final jersey n- nomination. Okay. Wow. Well, if we didn't win, if Penrith didn't win and then we're in the grand final, we're in that pink jersey. Yes. And no. pink's all fun and well and good until you're playing it you in one like in the, the grand pink. final. You don't like the pink I don't like jersey. the pink jersey. Uh, you're able to select the dressing room, grand final day, so wow. you get to feel comfortable. Well, so okay. The, okay. They're Cho- identical, I hear. Choice of captain's run time. You get the coin toss tall, uh, call, and you get to run second onto the field. That'll make a win. That'll, that'll send I love that. I, I like want to be the minor pro. I like them. You're a, you're a sports yes, woman. I like those. Don't you, don't you want everything to feel comfortable and routine yeah. on your biggest day? You want to have the power over the other team. That's it. 200K at the end as well. Not for the players, I don't think, is it? For the club. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hell of a yeah. party. The club aren't playing. The players are. Yeah. Richard's Maybe on. you should give the the players the two hundred. <laughs> that's what I mean. You split it up. That's six thousand each. Yeah, that's a that's a top ta- that's, tax. That's like a winning match payment. Any <laughs> <laughs> GST on that? Yeah, yeah, probably. The so managers a- have to get a cut, oh, so they end up cool. with not much. Yeah, you get about four hundred fifty. <laughs> four and twenty. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. We're 
The Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. Up to you, Candice Warner. Who is it? This week, the Player of the Week is Ange Postacoglu. We all know he took oh, over yes. Tottenham Hotspurs um, and they're only three games into the EPL season and people are slowly starting to turn into Ange fans and they're absolutely loving Ange Ball. Mm. One person in particular is Robbie Williams. Yes. Who has um, changed the lyrics to one of his very, very famous songs. It's a bit lengthy, so tell me when you've had enough. Here we go. <laughs> now through it oh, oh. we'll play the way we want to with Big Edge past the car glue. That'll do it. <laughs> you get the idea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, he's absolutely doing great things. Tottenham are sitting third on the EPL ladder and – like I said, he's had a very successful start, one draw, two wins, um, and the next month is a really great opportunity for, for Tottenham and, and, and a great test for Ange. They've, they've got uh, Burnley away tonight and then they're home to Sheffield United. So there's a good six points. They should win both those mm. matches, but the big test will then come. The North London derby, they play Arsenal Oof. at Arsenal. And then they will host Liverpool at home, both uh, title contenders. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, big Ange. I support that one. I'll tell you one to watch. Rinky Hijikata, the tennis player. Yes. Young Australian kid. Mm -hmm. The Japanese name. Yeah. Speaks with a broad Australian accent. He's an Aussie kid. Yes. And he's just made it into the next round of the US Open. Yes, round 16. And he's ranked 127 or something like that. Yes, so he'll be playing um, not tonight. He'll be playing tomorrow, um, and he'll be playing the 10th seed, which I believe is the American. Uh, I can't remember. Tifilo or something blind. like that? Yeah. 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 No, a name Tif- like that. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> Just agreeing blindly. Yeah, doing, that's it. That's doing really no, well. No, I think that's Tif- kind of at, close at to his Tifio name. Tifio or yeah. it's one of those. One I've of got those that names. completely wrong. Cool. Yeah, 10th seed, so he's doing well over the 127 league. seed against the 10th seed. He should get beaten, but he's done an amazing job to get this far. Just just so you're not, and just so you're not confused that the player of the week is Ange Postacoglu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we didn't talk I about that tennis player. You did hijack it. Oh, here's your card. However, yeah. his is actually a player. Yours is a coach. But he coaches players. Yes. Being a bit pedantic, aren't you? Oh, Semantics, you are we arguing? Have you met me? <laughs> Finals time in the AFL. The Sydney Swans will be featuring, uh, taking on Carlton in the first elimination final next Saturday. Thrilled to be joined uh, joined by Swans forward Sam Wicks, or Candles, as he's affectionately known. Uh, morning, Candles. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Wonderful, brother. Mate, individually, you found a very rich vein of form. Uh, what do you put that down to? Uh, yeah, it's been nice to uh, play some good footy. I missed the first half of the year with a uh, shoulder surgery, and then... Yeah, I think that made me pretty hungry to get back in the team and, and to find that spot in the forward line. Sam, I watch you and watch you a lot. Not away from the, the, the field, but on the field. Mm. Watch yeah, he's not in the bushes. Don't no, worry, don't worry not, about that. I'm not stalking you, no. Sam. And I'm not weird like that's that. That's what he says. <laughs> that's what a stalker would say, though. Yeah, I'm definitely true. not stalking true. you. That's what it would say. <laughs> There's actually photos of you all over Richard's ball. <laughs> <in his bedroom>. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you have been playing up a storm. And, and, you know, your ability to snap a quick goal, have you... Always been able to do that. You seem to have the fastest ball-to-foot ratio in the game. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, as a as a small forward, you, you don't get too many opportunities. So, yeah, you just got to be ready when your chances come. So, I do a lot of work at training and whatnot for that, yeah, making the most of nothing sort of opportunities. I think you're better at it than Paps. And he's quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, 
definitely. <laughs> now, um, you've got a massive game um, next Friday night. How are you guys preparing? And do you feel like it's a bit of an advantage at some point, like t- to some degree, being from Sydney rather than Melbourne? Because this time of year in Melbourne, it would just be absolutely crazy. Whereas in Sydney, you can just go about your business without too much fuss. Yeah, look, I think it is nice to uh, to be away from it all to kind of cut out that distraction. But uh, yeah, Carlton are, are a great team who've who've been in unbelievable form. So it's definitely going to be on to teams who are who are desperate. I know you played many times without Buddy, and now you play permanently without him. But how does the particularly the forward line restructure when Buddy's not there? Yeah, we've got uh got our three key forwards in. Uh, Logan McDonald, Hayden McLean, Joel Amati. So they've been awesome at, at stepping up since since he's been gone. We obviously miss him down there. He was one of the greatest to ever do it. But yeah, we've we've moved on now, and we've got the three new boys coming through who are who are killing it at the moment. Now it is uh, you're in the middle of the very controversial bye week. Um, from a fan's point of view, I guess if you were to poll them, they'd say it'd be you know frustrating. You sort of lose the momentum, but it must be. And not to lead you, but it must be good from a player's perspective. You get to rest the body, all that sort of gear. Do you, do you find there's benefits in this bye week? And do you think the quality of the game improves come uh, finals time? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, all the finals teams have had a big uh, back half of the year with, with some close games and some tough ones. So the boys are all, yeah, pretty sore. So this week to freshen up will be great. Where do you and, and the team and John Longmire place yourselves at the moment? I mean, are you... On the rise, are you uh, an improving team who will be better next year or you have you got more years to, to get to that point? Uh, well, I think the mentality we've got at the moment is is why can't we do it from eighth spot? Mm. We saw uh, the Western Bulldogs do it a few years ago from seventh. Um, I think we actually thrive on, on away games and and whatnot. So I think we, we've got the mentality of why, why can't it be us. Now, your teammate Errol Goulden has been named in the All-Australian after a stellar season. Um, what's it like playing alongside him and just seeing him grow week to week? Yeah, Errol's been a really close mate of mine since since he came to the club. He's He absolutely deserves it. Um, the hard work he puts in during the week and then he's just a freak on game day. I've never seen anyone run as much and as, as fast as him, so he absolutely deserves it. It's been great to see him. Blossom this year. Big rap on Errol. Uh, Richard's a big rap on you. Yeah. I mean, Richard doesn't like anyone, really. And we said you were coming on the show, and he goes, he's a gun, yeah. Sam Wicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan, Sam. I appreciate it, mate. Well, just, you know, don't let us down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it did show they are beatable, Carlton, against GWS. They uh, they didn't have their, no, their best game, so I reckon... Um, I reckon they win, too. Yeah, a real chance. Uh, Sam Wicks, best of luck next week in that elimination final. We'll talk to you soon. Beautiful. Thanks very much. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. I don't know how things are looking for the Wallabies in this uh, upcoming World Cup. James Slipper now in doubt for Australia's uh, first World Cup match. Who's that against? Is it Georgia? Uh, Yes, we play rugby powerhouse Georgia. (laughs) Georgia, yeah, the Uh, Georgians. Should be able to get through the Georgians. But yep. uh, then it gets tougher from then on. We are in a yep. pretty soft group, aren't we, Candice? Yeah, we have got one of the easiest pools. We're in uh, Group C or Pool C, and it's Georgia, Portugal, Wales, and Fiji. So I'd say that Fiji um, would be our other main rivals. Um, but, sorry, Fiji beat England. So, Ooh. you know, they're, they're, they're quite 
What, quite what sort of team was England fielding, though, you know? Was that, yeah. was that really a casting good. situation? Well, they're, they're a pretty good team. So some are suggesting that England won't even advance from their pool stages. Wow. The media have turned oh, on them. Wouldn't you love that? They're not doing very well. Oh, However, if they do, hope. they are possible um, quarterfinal opponents for our Wallabies. So, okay, let's hope they um, don't make it. There are talks. I know we've lost five tests in a row under Eddie Jones who was sacked as the England coach about a year ago. Mm. Uh, but there are talks that if Australia can sh- sort of get past Fiji, that um, we could possibly go far in <laughs> doesn't want to commit. doesn't want to commit to that sentence. don't want to commit to that either. But, <laughs> but England will be our likely quarterfinal opponents. The Springboks, they're the interesting team. Mm. I mean, they came out and gave the All Blacks in a you know lead-up match a belting. And they had they've worked something out here. They've got these massive forwards. You know, they're Springbok forwards, the, the biggest blokes oh, in the world, enormous. right? They're, they're just giants. They put them on bench. They've got an eight-man bench in rugby, right? Yeah. Seven forwards and one back. Oh, wow. Right? And they, will, they could possibly play eight forwards on the bench. They say, we'll just put a forward out the back mm. if, if someone out there goes. You know, we just shuffle the back line around, put a forward out there. Dangerous, though. Yeah. But they just play this this brutal forward pack game, yeah. and basically they can change their whole forward pack during the match. I mean, it, it, it's been not well received by the other teams, but it looks effective. Well, they're just going to play up the middle, right? Just do it. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they'll so, do it the hard way. So Eddie Jones hasn't had a lot of success um, since taking back over the the coaching role for the Wallabies, but he has um, brought in a few new coaches to help him. Jason Riles is obviously one. Yeah, Riles, he went yep. over to, to Union. That was And surprising. a big shock for, for New Zealand fans. Former All Blacks coach Steve Hansen joined the Wallabies camp last and a couple of weeks ago. Ooh, so he's good. that hasn't gone down too well with all black fans. No. Yeah. Well, we had Robbie Deans coaching the Wallabies at one stage. They didn't like that either. No. They don't, I think that they get a bit petty, aren't they? Yeah. Happens so, all the time. Um, it'll be interesting as well under Will Skelton, the new captain yes. of the Wallabies. He's not a real vocal captain. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes, um, whether or not we do better than 2019, where we met, uh, made the quarterfinals. Mm. Time will tell. Uh, before we move on to Candice's quiz, can I get your thoughts on resting? So the bye week that the AFL have, I'm liking it more and more. You know what? I think it would stop a lot of these NRL teams from resting players in the final Do you week. have an issue with that from the outset? Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I don't like it if it can be avoided. Now, mm. if you give them a bye week, no one wants to, to rest a player for the last week of the season and the bye week. I don't think anyone wants to give a player two weeks off mm. at this point. I think a week is lovely, and the AFL have worked that out and said we're going to have a bye week, so they don't do that in the final rounds. Yeah, but not a lot of, um, not all teams or fans or players are in favour of that. So, like for in, instance, in the AFL, they have the week off, but it also gives a chance for those teams that finish five to eight. I, I feel like if you finish one to four, it gives you some sort of an advantage yeah. because then if you win, you get a week off after that. Mm. Um, I don't know that it is an advantage to to have. I know they get feel, the extra week off, yes, and they'll have but, two weeks off in a period of. But I of feel four like weeks. those bottom teams that make the finals, it then gives them a chance to. It it evens the playing field a little bit, and oh, I just maybe. don't. I just think that's not fair. I, don't, I saw a lot of complaints about you know the Broncos and Storm resting so many players. That game was electric on Thursday, and you sort of saw the next crop coming through. I mean, Tristan Saylor had a true. blinder yeah, far along go. For, for the Storm, my God, he's going to be impressive. And they wouldn't have these opportunities if not for, for rest That's of the place. That's true too. So, uh, so I, I didn't know. mind that. 
I don't, I don't mind both, to be honest. Yeah, I'd be happy. I'm happy. But also way. for those top teams, it does. They do lose a bit of momentum. Like I said, if you get the week off, you play a game and then you win. And you, get another week off. And then off. you get another week off. It does level it out a bit. It does. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a good thing having two weeks off in the in three weeks. No. You know, I agree with that. Time to catch up with our mate Greg Ruster. As you're calling him this week, Candace Warner. The Rustelberger. Ah, That's yes. Terrible. Rustelberger. Terrible. What does it mean? Nearly the worst. Bendix. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. I don't know about it. He's, uh, she's gone with Rustelberger, like Greg it. Rust. Rustelberger. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. I, don't know. I just feel like everything's better with a burger on yeah. it. No, that's all right. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. Okay. You, you between two buns. I guess that's a mental picture no one <laughs> oh, can hello. get out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely to talk to you, gang. Rusty, final <laughs> pieces of the Supercars grid for the next season. They're just about in place. One team giving a youngster a big chance. Another downsizes from four cars to two. Yeah, now this will probably uh, raise a few eyebrows. The, the Tickford team has got a, you know, a lot of history, modern history in the sport in particular. Four cars at the moment. By kind of consolidating to two, I think there's actually a few positives in that that will give them the chance to, to get back to hopefully being a regular front-running outfit and giving their drivers a, a chance to fight for victory. So that's happening. And then separate to that, the Walkinshaw Andretti uh, United team might be saying goodbye to Nick Perkett. They are welcoming a young Kiwi who's been on a meteoric rise. His name is Ryan Wood. Hmm. It seems like only yesterday we were kind of talking with him about, you know, sort of media advice and how he might break into the Australian scene. He's in the second tier of the sport at the moment. It's only his first year in the second tier of supercars, and he is going to be on the grid in the main game next year, fast and highly rated by a lot of people. Now... <clears throat> Excuse me, Rusty. My favourite, Lewis Hamilton. He's inked a new deal with Mercedes, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. But it takes him into his forties. Um, is, is this going to give him a chance at a record-breaking eighth well, world most, title? Most people with a Mercedes are in their forties. Hundred percent. A bit older. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I still think the way I mean the way he drove last weekend, trying to fight for a podium. It was like he was half his age. He still got this. Um, unbelievable ability to think on the run as a racing driver. He's still as hungry as ever. I'll tell you what's not half his age, Rusty. His hairdo. What's that? Uh, (laughs) Receding. He's very very good with fashion. Come on, he's better than you when it comes to fashion. (laughs) Who is it? Yeah, that's not not hard. (laughs) 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 Anyway, who knows? It might give him a chance to... He's tied with Mike Schumacher with, with seven... Uh, Drivers World Championships at the moment. Imagine if he could chalk up an eight, and and um, you know before he retired in his early forties. There. What about the young Kiwi kid who will be stabbing Dan Ricciardo in the back while he's getting in his car for this weekend's Italian <laughs> Grand Prix? What What's the latest on Dan's injury? Because he doesn't want to let this go on for too long. Okay, so he's had an operation uh, in Spain. Um, they're targeting, we believe, at the moment, a return at the Singapore Grand Prix in a fortnight. Now, that's a big mission, okay? You know, Richard, it's uh, the humidity up there. It's a very physical race. It typically runs the full two hours. So whether he's back and ready in time for that, we'll have to wait and see. He's actually been very supportive of young Liam Lawson. So a big mission for him just nice. to jump straight in the car last Saturday, you know, more or less, um, you know, thrust into qualifying. And he, he ended up finishing that race in the crazy wet conditions there at the Dutch Grand Prix ahead of his teammates. So um, pretty solid debut for Liam Lawson. Oh, the great Russell Berger, always a pleasure. A Rusty's Garage podcast. <laughs> That's I know it. It's not very good. That's not <laughs> You can find it on the listener app. terrible. We do this all thanks to Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. We'll catch you next week, Russ Ring.
That, that's a burger. No one should buy. See you again. Good on <laughs> you. Bye. Rust rings all right. I'm glad he didn't hear that. <laughs> you are glaring at me intensely. I'm very excited to see what your grievance is today. It's you. Oh. oh. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. Richard's List of Grievances. You'll be surprised to know it's actually not you. Oh, thank oh, God. Yeah. I'm actually not. I, I am very surprised. <laughs> it, the parcel delivery system in this country is destroyed. Oh, it is yeah, a man. joke. Yeah, it man. is embarrassing. Absolutely comical. Laughable. <laughs> they, they, why should they even call themselves parcel delivery? They never deliver anything except to the post office. Oh. I sat there yesterday yeah. waiting for the... You know, the text that they sent me, mm-hmm. oh, it's on board mm-hmm. for delivery between 8.30 and 10.30. N- sat right next to the, the bell to my apartment door, right? <laughs> Nothing. What a day. Next minute. You, next need, minute, to get, you need to get a light. I get another text. Oh, we weren't able to deliver it to your, to your address, so we've taken it to the post office. You jerks, you never came to my address. <laughs> you never, ever... Attempted it. I can see people approaching from my window. You were not there. Yeah. You went, no, they just said, oh, apartment, go straight to the post office. Why do they lie to us? I know. They lie to us. You just seem like a grumpy old man. Yeah, haven't you got anything better to do than sit by your door on a Friday between 8.30 and 10.30 and wait for someone to ring your doorbell? Well, it was beautiful too. Yeah. You're sitting by the doorbell. Get a life, Richard Friedman. Can you not just go down to the post office and get your box full of vintage porn? Okay, Does it have to be delivered to your door? I imagine that's what the parcel was. You've got Father's yourself in Day. line for next week, by the way, boyo. Right? This is a disgrace, and someone had to call it out. So what are you out. going to do about what it? What about old ladies who, who aren't mobile? Right? My mother-in-law is one of them. She's an elderly lady. She's not very mobile. She waits for deliveries. Hmm. But no, no one comes. No. She has to go down to the post office, which is difficult for her. Or elderly men. Why do they even promise? Why don't they just say, we're never coming to your house, we deliver to the post office. And That's what we do. And it's the highlight of some people's day, and it's clearly the highlight of your day I waiting love for a parcel. Package. Yes, <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Who calls it a parcel anyway? It's a package. Can I add on to this, actually? I got something one, else. Uh, <laughs> I got one of these emails the other day, too, because they actually delivered it. They actually delivered it no, to, the, to the mailbox. I, I know, don't believe right? it. But then they sent me a follow-up email the next day going, how was the delivery? Great, it came. <laughs> really? As it should have, because that's your job. Wanker thought that up. Oh, Unbelievable. No, we'll ask them how it was. Yeah, yeah. The bloke gave me the package. Big deal. That's yeah, his know. job. Yeah. I'm with you on this one. It's just a total wank. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday Scrum up next. Uh, we'll catch you next week on Triple M.